0: Welcome to the sipping point where each week we explore the recipe for a delicious life. I'm your host, Lori Forster, the wine coach, and I've made it my mission in life to demystify wine and spirits one glass at a time. So expect a fresh and fun approach to the world of wine, food, and so much more. This week we find out all about the joys of sake from expert Tiffany Soto from Pabu restaurant here at the Four Seasons in Baltimore. We're going to feature two of her favorite sakis, and then Chef Andrew Evans will fill me in on his new barbecue joint in Pasadena with perfect pairings for your fall or football gatherings. Barbecue and football, what's better than that? Anyway, we always start the show with the sips of the week, and many times it's wine or beer or spirits. But I'm a big fan of sake, and I had to bring an expert in because this can be a truly confusing point of view people think sake is rice wine not necessarily but she's going to demystify all of this she's here from pabu restaurant which as i said is in the four seasons hotel here in baltimore we're swanky now we have a four seasons we were happy to make an appearance yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) but she's a master sake am i saying that right Sake. Sommelier, and she's the beverage manager for all of the programs there at the Four Seasons, including their wine program at Wit & Wisdom, LaMille Coffee, and the newly opened Pabu, which is a Japanese-themed restaurant. She went to school in North Carolina, but then to a hospitality training in University of Nevada and spent some time at the Red Rock Resort in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. I bet you have some stories. But (laughs) while there, (laughs) fell in love with sake and all the nuances. And I'm telling you, once you start learning about it, it does suck you in. I tried to convince my husband to let me go to Japan to study sake, but I was not not successful. So I'm very jealous because you've done that. And now you're a master sake educator as well as sommelier. And you brought all of that know-how here to Baltimore. So thank you for joining us on the show. Thank you for having me today. So it's very rare that you see restaurants that have like extensive sake lists even Japanese restaurants for that matter and you're doing that now at Pabu. So tell us, you know, we don't grow up drinking sake here in this country. How did your love for sake even begin?
1: It was it was by accident, you know, everybody asked me, how'd you how do you end up here? And I, I it's not like you're six years old and you look at your mom one day and say, Mommy, I want to be a a paid alcoholic when I grow up but <laughs> you do end up there. I mean you know, you end yes. up there. I uh I was teaching wine uh at the University of Nevada Las Vegas only because I was made a teaching assistant when I signed up for the classes so I could drink oh, in school. For free. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to drink uh, for my electives, <laughs> and I thought that was a great idea. And when I started taking the classes, they, they realized I had a pretty good palate, and they made me the teaching assistant. And then I later, I started teaching the classes. Wow. And my students there, I had a huge population of Japanese students because... It's one of the best hospitality colleges in the world. So the Japanese do tend to send their students there or canal. And so between the two, I I had this huge population that would ask me about sake all the time. And it was above my pay grade, frankly. (laughs) I needed to learn enough to to be able to teach them. And that's really the only reason I started. I didn't think I was going to do this forever. It was going to be my thing but when i went right. and i fell in love with it it was my thing
0: Oh, this that's is my great. thing <laughs> and you've brought your thing now with wine and sake here to baltimore the four seasons and at pabu how many sake do you have on the list right now 105 wow we have 105 that's extensive yeah so it's very confusing and i've you know obviously learned a little in my sommelier training and done a little research because i i think it's just an amazing beverage even you know just as much if not more to it than wine so tell me one of the myths i believe everyone thinks that sake is rice wine that's true but you not exactly that. what exactly is it sake is not wine it's
1: not beer it's not a spirit it's it's a unique beverage that's not like anything else in alcohol content and texture it tends to be more like wine than other alcoholic beverages okay it is brewed using a process Somewhat similar to beer, but there's no
0: malting process.
1: Right. So it's actually sake only sake. I can't say it's anything else but I love sake. That.
0: Yeah, and that's what makes it so fun. Mm-hmm. So it can be, we're going to taste two, mm-hmm. and it can be really confusing because there's lots of terms there's in a language of we don't understand, yes. but you told me there are six or seven key terms to understand. Yes. And maybe we can take our first sake and start with a couple of the terms that relate to this as as a base. Yes. Okay, so the
1: first two terms that you should know are junmai okay and hanjozo. Junmai, hanjozo. They're two words that can't ever be together on the bottle. Junmai means there's four ingredients. It's a pure sake, right? Okay. Water, yeast, and koji. That's all that's in it. Okay. Hanjozo means there's five ingredients. Rice, water, yeast, koji, and there's a little bit of distilled rice spirit added in to increase aromatics. That's okay. it. Four ingredients or so, five ingredients. So the
0: Hanjozo is a for, like a fortified wine in a way, kind of. But okay. it's a
1: very minute amount, like one percent usually. Okay, tiny tiny amount.
0: And the koji. Is is a I hate to say this. It's a mold, right? That creates the brewing process. Don't hate
1: to say it. It's absolutely <laughs> a mold. But riesling, riesling loves mold, and I love riesling too. That's mold true. is great.
0: That's true. Sotern, mold is great. Yes, yeah, mold, we love mold. mold. Can be great. Okay.
1: So what do we have here in the first glass? <laughs> All right. So we have a June Mai. Okay. Ginjo. So we have a pure four ingredient sake. Right. That is a Ginjo, which means the second highest quality level for sake. Okay. So it's a it's a very high quality level. It's a very high standard. It's going to be very aromatic. This one will have quite a bit of juiciness to it. It'll have some cantaloupe to it. It'll have a little bit of pineapple on the backside and some really nice acidity.
0: Mm. It's got a nice backside. I like the sound of that. <laughs> uh, and w- those quality levels have to do with the extent to which they mill away the outer part of the rice. Uh, which can have the more harsh flavors. So this is the second level. So you're taking out those harsher flavors and making it more delicate, correct? You are. You're taking away, in this case, rice used to make sake is three
1: times as large as table rice. So you're taking away... The outside part, trying to get to a little cloud in the middle called the shimpaku, that's really, really great for making sake. And the closer you get to that, the better the sake, but also the more expensive because you're throwing away your product. Just like if you had 10,000 pounds of grapes and threw away 5,000, that's more expensive to do. Right. But you have the best grapes at the end. Here, you throw away the outer, in the case of ginjo, at least 40% of that grain of rice. Okay. And then you get to the best part for making the sake.
0: Perfect. And this is delicious. You're right. It's it's fruity. It's but it has some nice medium body, but a nice Mm -hmm. delicate finish. And it's served cold. We're going to talk about that after the break on The Sipping Point with Tiffany Soto. We'll be right back.